Blog Talk Radio. Questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, we are on Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Brother, spelled out. Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Sorry for uh, the late start. Uh, I don't know what's been going on, but, you know, always look at it every time you get ready to do something that God wants you to do, the devil will try to throw something. So um, I just thank God that God fixed it, regardless of what time. Also, I will tell you this. Uh, I've shared this a couple of times throughout the, uh, I guess, throughout the season. But one thing that uh, always catch my attention 
whenever there's a message or a word of God that uh, somebody needs to receive, the devil can always try to distract the messenger by giving them uh, towards giving a message or do something or even throw some type of scare tactic. And one of the ways that uh, I've been used to is I always get stuck in the elevator or in the elevator always drop right before I get ready to give a message. And that's what happened this week. I was stuck in the elevator at work for a good extended period of time. But my main thing was I was not worried. Matter of fact, I let them know I was stuck, and then I sat my behind down and just started praising God and worshiping God. So just in case they might have been looking at me on the camera um, in the elevator, look like I was, uh, you know, just doing this and talking to myself. I wasn't talking talking to myself. I was talking to God, and I had a great time. And so that's the way I look at it. Um, and actually, thinking about it, just what happened that I just explained kind of gives a segue of what we're going to talk about today on this program. On today's show, we're going to talk about painful memories of the past that come back into the present. We also going to talk about relying upon God during those moments. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. You know, a lot of times, let's be honest, there are things that happen in our life. And one of the things I always say, just because you go through a problem, a situation, that does not mean that you ain't saved. But then also there are things that God has uh, healed us from, God has ministered to us about, comfort us, and he did an awesome job. But then there are things that may happen in our life where, you know what, God, I need you to touch me again, you know. And it's not just a different thing or problem. We're talking about the same problem. You know, when I was growing up, I used to suffer from migraine headaches. One of the things I always believed, I believed that God was going to heal me. God was going to deliver me from those migraine headaches. And then he did. And then I went maybe 10, 15 years without a migraine headache. And then one day out the blue, I felt it coming. Those who have never experience a migraine headache, oh my gosh, it's something that is so unbearable. But those who dealt with it, they can tell you, you know, for me specifically, I can taste it. It was like saliva will produce and a certain taste will come out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. My vision began to become impaired and all of a sudden things just started feeling weird. It feel like the walls are closing in. And then, next thing you know, it's like every sound just hurts. Somebody can somebody can talk 
and you just don't need to, you don't want to listen to it. You don't need to listen to it because it's so loud. And for those who suffer from migraine headaches, uh, some have said that that make them uh, nauseated. But me, uh, I actually would throw up. Some people did not throw up. I was one of the ones that would throw up. And sometimes, which I know it wasn't healthy, but sometimes my only relief was to throw up. And so, oh, my gosh, uh, try to eat some crackers or something like that, try to have something in my system that may try to help me. And there were times I was hospitalized because of the migraine headaches. But I said all that to say this. Even though those migraine headaches came back, it didn't just come back one time, but after after I recovered from that from the reoccurring of the migraine headache, it came back years later. And so one of the things that I was always always looking at was God, you healed me before and I received that healing. I need you to do it again. And one of the things I always say, which a young lady asked me years ago uh, in what she was dealing with, just because just because she was delivered from it in the past and then it comes back up, does that mean that God did not heal her? The answer is God did heal her. God did heal me. And there are things that just happened that may have been stimulated by something else that may have brought those things over again. And also one of the things I found out, the devil will always try to bring back something to make you question, number one, if you were healed, or even make you question your faith, make you question your salvation, all these things. So just because what you dealt with in the past comes back up does not mean that you were not delivered, you were not set free. Like I said, sometimes situations occur. I say like they just like somebody might have been addicted to pornography, and then all of a sudden, out the blue, like let's say a nurse, a nurse is working, and all of a sudden she has to tend or bathe a naked person. Then that's pertaining to a job, but the devil gonna try to bring that device back up just from the mural innocence of her doing her job or him doing his job. So a lot of time what we have to look at, the devil going to try to bring some type of uh, device or use some type of device to bring back what we were delivered from, try to bring it back again. Or even the main thing, looking at it like this, he is always going to try to offer some type of way, try to use some type of avenue to re-offer what we used to have or what we used to deal with. So that's something that we have to look at. So that being said, us being real and us and asking God, hey, look here, what you did before, do it again. We need for you to do it again. But also that's a great opportunity for us to have the conversation that we need with God. That's one of the main things that I was looking at. You know, I spoke about that earlier today. Sometimes 
God just want to just sit down and just talk to us. And sometimes we feel like, well, you know, what we dealing with, you know, God doesn't care. What we dealing with uh, is too small for God to deal with. So, you know, he want to deal with something. Or sometimes things that we may be dealing with that we have caused upon ourselves and devil may try to bring some type of guilt or shame to make us feel like, well, you know what? We can't talk to God about that. Make us feel you know, well, you know, we're not worthy enough to just talk to God about this, you know, so we got ourselves in this situation and we can get ourselves out of that situation. That's one of the mindsets the devil may try to throw upon us, but we have to realize just like your child that you may love, your child that you would especially give your life for, you find out that your child is in trouble or did something Imagine your child coming to you and just being open and being transparent to say, you know what? I messed up. I'm sorry. Those can be teachable moments for us, for us to be able to not just talk to our child, for us to, for them to learn, but also a bonding moment where that way, not only they can see our love, but also we can see their heart because they trust us enough to be transparent, but also they know, you know what? If I just talk to mama, if I just talk to daddy, everything will be all right. Well, if we have that same mindset pertaining to our earthly parent, imagine our spiritual or our heavenly parent, God Almighty. Our heavenly father wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from me. We have to realize that nothing Nothing, nothing should separate us from our Heavenly Father. Nothing or nobody should separate us from our loving Father. So with that, I had to bring this up because this week was definitely one of those weeks that was real emotional for me, <clears throat> for me and my family. Wednesday was the second year anniversary of my sister passing. And I was at work, and I tried to, you know, work, but I ended up leaving early. I just wanted to just be off to myself. And so I was able to take off, uh, leave early, and then take off on Thursday. Thursday, Wednesday was more so for me to be able to just, um, I knew I was going to be with my son and be with my family. But then that that next day, that Thursday, it was for me. One of the things I would I would tell people when when Wednesday came, I knew God healed to heal us during this process of this new norm. I totally understand. But when Wednesday came I had to talk to God and tell him, I need you. And I know many people, many people, if we be honest with ourselves, I'm going to say it like this. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs God. But few people want God. And so I had to tell God, say, God, look, I want you. I need you to help me through this day. Help me. Help me. 
I was praying for other people and everything, but I had to pray for myself. <clears throat> you know, one of the things I always tell people, ministers need ministering too. Point blank. It doesn't matter what title, what position that you have. We all need prayer. And sometimes some people, they may not either acknowledge or may not even um, accept help. But one thing I always tell people, it doesn't matter what title or position that you have. <clears throat> when hurt, when hurt come into your life, when pain come into your life, it doesn't make you less than a man, less than an adult, or less than a Christian for you to acknowledge that you need help. You need help. And so I was telling God, I need help. And those that know me, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances. A lot of people may know me, but my circle is very, 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 very small. And so I know there are people that love me and even some of the some of my close friends, you know, they might have been accessible. And it's nothing wrong it's nothing wrong with having look, earthly help right here. And we need that. God made us for relationship for us to have a relationship with people, you know. So, like I always tell people, hey, look here, you ain't invincible, you know. So, we all need each other. You know, if you think about it, hey, Jesus had not just brothers, he had friends. Jesus, yes, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When he was on this earth, he had friends. So, if Jesus had friends, we need friends. So even just for me to be able to just have the accessibility to have people I can talk to, I can lean on. And, oh, yes, I do not want to forget about this. I receive a lot of love and support, even from the post, even from the comments that I was reading when I even made some tributes to my sister. So I want to thank you right now. I want to tell you thank you for that. I needed that. I welcome that. But also, with that being said, I wanted to tell you that we need each other. And it was so helpful for me to be able to be fed off of y'all prayers, y'all love and support. But ultimately, what we have to look at is God have people in place to help us, to minister to us. God will send resources. But also, ultimately, what we have to do is realize that God is the source. And moments like those, we have to really just talk to God and tell him how much we need help. And so, like I said, it doesn't matter what title position that you have. <laughs> when you're dealing with something, hey, look here. It's time for you to just talk to God and just be real. You know, I was um, when we first lost my sister. I was telling my daddy, my daddy, uh, Pastor Prater. I was telling him because people were trying to talk to him with this, uh, you know, philosophy. You know, and uh, to be absent from the mighty is to be present with the Lord. You know, God called her home at the perfect time. You know, and all that stuff. And I told daddy, hang up that phone. <laughs> You don't need to hear that. Second of all, 
we don't need Pastor Prater right now. Put Pastor Prater to the side. You daddy, you lost your daughter. Pastor Prater didn't just lose his daughter. Charles Prater Sr. lost his daughter. And so we were just, I was just talking. And one of the things I realized, you know, we just have to be real. When we hurt some things, people mean well, but some stuff you just don't want to hear. Some stuff, you know, some people, it's like it's a carbon copy verbiage that they say, no, no, no. We don't need no cookie cutter uh, uh, verbiage or statement. We need something from the heart. Sometimes even just silence, even just somebody to come and grab and give you a hug. Sometimes just being there, your presence, that means something. I had to say that because, like I said, when when Wednesday came, there was a lot of things that came back to my mind. And then the next day I got up and Thursday I was off and I got a chance to go by to her grave on Wednesday and Thursday and, you know, just reflect. Not trying to think about how she died, you know, um, she was a victim of domestic violence, and I have to bring that up too. Um, but you know, just her life, you know, appreciate the life that she had, you know. But also, even uh, speaking about domestic violence, uh, I had to talk to God because not only this week was emotional, just thinking about my sister, but also just this week, there were so many murders that were going on, women getting killed by their ex-lover, jealous boyfriend, all that stuff. And I know domestic violence can happen to guys being beat up, jumped on. I know that. But this week, this week, everybody that was getting killed were women being killed by jealous boyfriend or women and their kids being killed. Today, I look and there was a uh, a, a woman that was killed. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is a suspect. I'm like, my goodness. So that was like extra pressure on me. Where every time I saw that, it made me think about when they had to post about my sister. When my nephew, my niece, had to hear about their mother being murdered. I'm like, man. So I really had to talk to God. And tell him that I am so fed up with this mess. I'm so fed up. And I know I had to put myself in check. I had to ask God to help me to not to not say anything that's unlike him. To not think anything that's unlike him. Like I said, those that know me, I believe in being real and transparent. I believe in being real and transparent because even just being a human being, even just me being a man, even me being a black man, I'm tired of seeing my people. I'm tired of seeing my brothers and sisters suffering, causing harm upon themselves. And when I say my brothers and sisters, it's not just pertaining to a racial thing. No, my spiritual, uh, related by blood or related by love, my Godly, my friends, people that I know, people that I supposed to know, people I didn't know. I'm tired of seeing our women getting killed 
because of some domestic violence. God, we, I, I, I don't understand, but these are the times that I had to really just talk to God, and this me being honest, this me being honest and real, I had to talk to God this week, you know, about this situation, and of all weeks, of all weeks, the reminder of my sister. And then I have to read while somebody else got killed, you know, somebody else in a wrong relationship, somebody else in a toxic relationship. I'm like, golly, enough is enough. Enough is enough. So those are the times that I really have to just talk to God and just tell him, I'm sick of this mess. I'm so sick of it. What he told me was that should give me more of a drive to fight like never before, to talk, to preach, to minister, to make myself, first of all, be an example of him, be an example, and also seeking him and asking him the verbiage to say when I encounter some young ladies who may ask for advice or whatever like that, or even some guys who may ask some advice. For some advice, be an example to these young guys to let them know, hey, man, real men don't do that. Real men don't beat up on women. Real men don't out- actually try to get to a, pan- a woman's panties. Find out what she got up in here. Find out who you are first. Find out who you are and find out, you know what, if this young lady ain't at the caliber of the woman that you're looking for, leave her alone. These are the kind of things that we have to really just talk. And like I said, and this is just me giving a self-examination upon myself. So it was really important for me to really just talk to God. Because like I said, this week, I really, really, really have to talk to God. And, you know, one of the things, and in, in just in case those who may not know, you know, normally when I'm on the road or whatever like that, that's when I get a chance to make my phone calls or whatever like that. But especially the past couple of months, mainly even, uh, I'll say uh, since my sister, or actually before my sister had passed, I felt the need to just be silent before God. Sometimes don't even answer the phone. Sometimes I just need to talk to God. But most importantly, I need to be able to listen to God. Because I'm going to tell you like this, when you really, when you really about to get ready to go somewhere in life, the devil gonna always try to bring some distraction. The devil gonna always try to bring some discouragements and stuff. And so, what we have to do, we have to be able to be sensitive, spiritually sensitive, for us to be able to recognize God's voice and be able to filter out the devil's suggestions. So, with that, you know, me just having that time to try to just talk to God and let Him know first and foremost, I need help. Me, me, I need help. You know, people may see the smile, people may see the gold tooth, but they don't know what's going on behind the gold tooth. <laughs> they don't know how close I'm like, look, you know, God, if it ain't for you to come and intervene right now, I may end up catching a case. If you don't come right now to help me in my thinking, in my thought process, in my verbiage, God, I don't know what I may say or what I may do. So I need you right now. I need you, I want you right now to come in and intervene because this is too much for me. And we have to be real and transparent 
to God about that. Because to be honest with you, we don't have the perfect answer, but he does. So why are we going to try to resort to something that we may end up regretting? We may end up saying something or doing something that's either outside of our character that may end up getting us fired or arrested or tarnishing our character or our ministry. Our witness. It ain't worth it. Look here. I always tell people ain't nothing worth your salvation. Ain't nothing worth you jeopardizing your reputation because you're a representative of God. You're representative to your family. You're representative to those that love you and those that you love. And so these are the things we have to think about. So it's okay for us to tell God, hey, look here, God, you did. God, you came yesterday. You spoke to me. You helped me today. God, I need you. Look, you helped me yesterday. I need you today. You know, and then, hey, if he come back today to talk to you, to help you, and then tomorrow come, hey, God, you helped me day before yesterday. You helped me yesterday. God, I need you today again. I need you right now again. And it's okay. Those are the moments that make me feel special knowing that I have a God that's merciful, that it's not just when I get everything right, but even when I get things wrong, he wants me to come to him and confess. One of the reasons that he said that David was a man after his own heart was because David knew how to repent. David knew how to repent, get himself right before God. David was a worshiper, and it seemed like worshipers have that high conviction. I know me, look here. I was always one of the children who, you know, you just threatened me that you're going to do something. I'm like, hey, look here. Hey, I'm, I don't want no whooping. Uh-uh. No. Now, I did get a couple of whoopings. Two of the main ones were when I was not going to get my hair cut, and the other one was when uh my second day of uh elementary school. My second day of uh, kindergarten, I'll tell y'all about that one day. But I got a woman from my mama and my daddy because I jumped out the car while it was moving. <laughs> but other than that, I really wasn't a hard-headed child. So when it comes down to God, hey, look here, it don't take much. If he just say, hey, you better not do it. Look here, he could just say something. I'm like, okay. And so with that, God want us to be able to just come to him and talk to him, confess, confess, acknowledge that you made a mistake, acknowledge that I made a mistake, and not just let him know that you made a mistake and then have the mindset and try to do it again. No, when we mess up, that's the time where we need to realize that God knows more than us. God knows better than us. He has our best interest at heart. And so those times, just talking to God and let him know Hey, God, I know, I know that it seemed like I got it together, but I don't. I need you to help me. And also, let's be real. Sometimes there are some people, they might be dealing with some type of addiction. They might be dealing with a problem. Let's be honest. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. There may be people who may say, you know what, I'm giving up, uh, I'm, I'm going to remain celibate until God bless me with my wife or God bless me with my husband. And then all of a sudden, you know, they end up slipping. Or somebody who might have been, you know, trying to leave drugs alone, trying to leave alcohol alone. 
and they get so stressed, they get so bombarded with problems, and they go back to familiar territory. They'll go back to what's familiar to them. They go back to what comforted them or go back to familiarity. They go back to that. And then when they get done with that high, when they get done getting drunk, when they get done with that uh, set, then they feel guilty. They feel like, man, God, I'm so sorry. You know, you're just me being, I believe in throwing myself out there. Years ago, this was, wow, um, uh, sucks. Years ago, I just say years ago, somewhere in the 90s, early 90s or something like that, I told God, you know, I wanted to be celibate. I wanted to keep myself, keep myself till I got married and everything. And I ended up going out and everything. And uh, one thing led to another. I did do something I wasn't supposed to do. I did have sex. Now, like I said, this was not recent, but I'm just throwing it out there. But I... After we had sex, I got in the car and I called my good friend at the time and I just bawled down crying. I felt so guilty. I felt so dirty. I felt so much of a disappointment because I let God down. I felt like crap. And, you know, he was talking to me and he understood he didn't, you know, man, you a dude, man, what you doing crying? No, no, he knew he prayed for me at the end and everything that helped me. And so I tell people, hey, look here, just because you fall down, don't stay down. Just because, hey, you made a mistake, hey, don't wallow in your mistake. Have the mindset of getting back up. Have the mindset of going to God, talking to God, try to get it right, you know, one of the things, one of the scriptures I always have to always tell people, the Bible tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. The word transform is a word that means metamorphosis. It's a word metamorphosis, which means process. And the word process has nothing to do with time. It's all about momentum. In other words, keep on going. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So God wants you to go to him, talk to him, and understand, depend upon him in every area, in every step of your life. Where we mess up at is when we get ready to take those steps and we feel like, oh, I got it now, I got it now. We let our hand go from him and then next thing you know, we end up going somewhere else. You know, it's just like the the child that's on the bike. They end up, you know, dad is holding on to the bike, trying to walk with them, and then they end up trying to go too fast, and they end up, I got it, I got it. They think they got it, and next thing you know, they end up falling. And so that's one of the things we have to look at. Regardless of how old you are, that means not just physically but spiritually, never let go of the Father's hand. Why you on this course called life? That's where we mess up at. And even if you think that you can handle it without him, let me give you a four one one. You can't. I tell you, I can't. <laughs> you know. So we have to rely upon God in 
every step of our life, in every area of our life. We need him, but we should want him. We need him. You know, hey, some people, they don't drink enough water. So in other words, not to tell them that they need to drink more water. But just because they know that they need to drink more water, a lot of them don't want to drink water. And so with a boy down to it, needing is for the masses. But wanting, a lot of people don't want. And whenever we have our needs and our wants line up with God, not only he will supply our needs, he will supply our wants, but also he knows that if we want and desire more of him, he can't help but to move in our life. But also, like I said, this is the opportunity for us to be able to see how much He we mean to him. He want to have that conversation with us. He want us to be able to go ahead and just uh, cast our cares upon him. He wants to carry the burdens in our heart that's in our lives. He wants that. But we have to accept and understand that he wants that. Like I always say, he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from me. And so it's important for us to understand that. So when it comes down to it, asking God to help us, not just on what he did yesterday. And what he did yesterday, that's fine and dandy. But even the Bible tells us, give us this day our daily bread. This is an everyday continuous event for us to be dependent upon God and allowing God to supply our needs and wants. So I wanted to make sure to really just bring it up to let people know, even at the point of just what you're dealing with, we can go to God. You know, it is so much pressure that we may be able to see. And sometimes, like I said, the devil try to bring these distractions to discourage us, especially, like I said, these um, anniversary painful anniversaries, painful memories. Many people, they may not have been dealing with what we dealt with pertaining to the anniversary of a loved one, the death of a loved one. Okay, but what about you thinking about the death of that relationship that ended? You know, you had your hopes, your dreams all high. You planned on being being with that person to death do us part. And you were faithful and committed, but yet still that person still decides to leave and divorce you or leave and break up with you. And so now when that anniversary comes, what what would have been your wedding anniversary, excuse me, now you got to think about it. You know, wow, that's the day that that person left me. Wow, that's the day that we would have been married. I mean, we have to think about it. You know what? Even I was mentioning about the death of a loved one during the anniversaries, but also I'm going to tell you like this. There are some people that are thinking about when they aborted that child. Just think about it. These moments in time, sometimes those are engraved in our minds. I'm I'm one of the ones I'm I'm always good with dates, certain dates. Certain dates I can remember. I mean I I remember dates. 
I've always been like that. Certain dates, not all dates, but certain dates I remember. And I I can remember, hey, when this relationship ends, when the relationship started, when the person was born, when the, you know, all these things. And sometimes when those dates about to come back, when they about to come, sometimes the devil going to try to bring sorrow, bring discouragement, bring depression. But when those time comes, that's when God wants us to go to him, talk to him, be transparent with him, let him know, hey, God, this hurt, I can't deal with this alone. I need you to come and talk to me, help me in this journey. So when those anniversaries come, the anniversary of the death of a loved one, the death of a spouse, the death of a relationship, the date of when the abortion happened, all those things, God wants us to talk to him. And like I said, God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We change, but he hasn't changed. But also, even if you've been in a new experience, a new situation, there's nothing new under the sun. You may not have been the first one to go through it, and you ain't the first one to go through it. This may be new to you, but it ain't new to God. So us going to God and talking to him and being transparent with him and letting him know how much you hurt, how much you're going through. He wants to come and talk to you. I mentioned earlier, cast all of your cares upon him once and for all, for he cares for you affectionately, fervently. That's from the Amplified Bible. He wants us to talk to him. And, you know, we have a great high priest be there and a, a big spiritual brother, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins and mine, and not just for our salvation, for us to make it to our eternal home in heaven, but also for the benefits of serving him and having heaven here on earth. God wants us to have his peace, not just the, not the world peace, because to be honest with you, the world peace is temporary, but also is conditional. But our Heavenly Father wants us to have His peace. That's the passage all understanding. That will blow your mind. It will make it will seem foolish to some people. But when we trust in Him and we do what He has for us to do, God's ways are far beyond our ways. And His ways work. Ours won't. So God wants us to come to him and talk to him about whatever that we may be dealing with in those areas of our life. And he wants to hear from you. I can't stress that enough. He wants to hear from you. Regardless of your mistakes, regardless of your uh, downfalls, your fall downs, all that stuff. He said, come unto me, all you who labor and have labor." And I shall give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. He wants us to exchange our life for his. And he wanna pick up he wanna pick up our life for his. And he wants us to pick up his life for ours. God worked everything out. So why are we trying to figure out a way? 
the song that says, why are you trying to figure it out when he already worked it out? So I think each and every one, you know, right now, this is the time that we can just look at our life and look at the mistakes that we made and also the choice that we made that we tried to fix our problems and it didn't work. But now we have someone who want us to come to him, not with our problems fixed because we can't fix it, but he want us to come to him with our problem as is. As is. So for us to go to him and talk to him, he's the only one that can fix it. Right now, as we get ready to wrap it up, I want each and every one not just to pray for yourself, but also there are some people I want you to pray for. We want us to be praying for this nation. This, I know uh, my podcast go around the world, but there are many people right now that are going through things, going through and suffering in silence. In America, many of us are still in a pandemic where we're shut in. Some people may be shut in in a toxic relationship. They may be still with their abuser. They're trying to get out, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. We're going to be praying that as long as God is on the throne, he will provide a way out. But asking you to be sensitive to his voice, to lead, be led by him, and get for safety. Also, let people know. Let people know. Share. Tell. Tell people. Tell people. And this is not something that needs to be secretive. Look here. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that you you know, but you just got to deal with the consequences of your choice. No, no, we're here to help. We want to get, we want you to get help. We want you to get help once and for all. Also, I want y'all to be praying specifically. Uh, there's a friend of mine, unfortunately, uh, she lost some, um, uh, uh, Prophetess Floyd, Prophetess Floyd, Prophetess, uh, Sean Floyd, we love you. We're praying for you. You know, we can't say, oh, we know what you're going through. Nobody can say that. Only thing I can say is we love you and we're there for you. Many people, many people, like I said earlier, they lost their life. We're going to be praying for those families that uh, lost loved ones, especially, especially this week because of domestic violence. Also, we want to keep my friend Keith Campbell up in prayer. Uh, his home was... uh. Uh, uh, caught on fire a couple of weeks ago, and we're gonna keep him up in prayer. Also, uh, Derek Floyd, Derek Floyd, uh, his family, many people out there. I may not know your name, but if there's anyone that you know that needs prayer, you don't have to verbally. Matter of fact, we'll verbally say their name, but most importantly, put it up in the atmosphere. We're going to hold them up. We're going to touch and agree right now that God come in and intervene. Someone right now have a child that's on drugs. Someone right now, they don't know what to do. They've contemplated suicide, but that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Giving up is only a suggestion that the devil wants you to do before God reveal the way out, before God reveals your breakthrough and your breakout. 
The devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you to miss it. The devil wants you to be uh, so close to make you feel like that's all life has to offer, problems and situations. No, 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 no. Like I said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. And what you're experiencing right now is not the quality of life that God has for you. So if that's not the life that God has for you, then that means that there's a better life, not just on the other side of glory, but on this side of earth right here. So we got to we got to trust God. We have to trust God. We have to trust. You may not even see your way out, and it's not your responsibility to see your way out. You seek him. Seek him. He is your way out. And if you seek him by him being your way out, he will provide a way for you to see crystal clear. And that's what we're praying for, for God to give you clarity, for God to uncloud your mind, your emotions, calm your emotions, for you to seek him. Regardless of the, your your mistakes, regardless of the mistakes you made in the past or even in the present, seek him. Confess your faults to him. Confess your sins to him. Come to him. Come to him. Just in case you ain't saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ to your Savior and believe your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Listen, God wants you to come into the family. You don't have to clean yourself up. Guess what? Like I said, you try to clean yourself up, you're going to miss some spots. Let him clean you up. He's the one. He can tailor, clean anything and anybody. So just in case you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would advise you to do so at this time. It ain't hard being saved. To be honest with you, even though I grew up in church, all that stuff, but I thought, you know, until I understood salvation, until I understood how much God loved me, I was like, wow, I wish I had really surrendered my life to God earlier. Even though I gave my life to God as a kid, but still, I gave him my life as a kid, but there are some things that I needed deliverance from that I really didn't give over to God. I gave him, I received salvation, but I did not, I did not implement his word into my life, his, his, not just his teaching, but his suggestions. His God, you know, he don't make us do anything. He suggests he's a gentleman. But the devil, what does he do? He try to pressure us. He try to force us. And for us to understand that God loves us enough, he ain't going to make us. Anytime somebody make that's unlike God, the devil wants you to be destroyed. The devil wanted us to be destroyed. So he'll try to, look, apply pressure, try to do all these things. But realizing that's not God's nature. He loved us enough. He gave us choice. He gave us free will. But the devil tried to pressure us. And you think about it, that ain't love. Anytime somebody tried to pressure or force you, that ain't love. And I had to realize that that was not of God. That was the devil. But now understand freedom. Now understanding emancipation. 
now I understand and is and still learning the abundant life that God has for each and every one of us. And one of the things I always tell people, God can do it for me. Oh, he can do it for you. Ain't nobody different. I don't care who you are. Even in your life, that you've done things in the past, don't you know, God want to use you, yes. <laughs> you look at the you look at the people in the Bible that God talked about, Paul in the New Testament, Paul, who was once Saul, that killed Christians. But you know what did? You know what God did? God changed his nature. God changed his direction. Look at David, I mentioned earlier. Look at David. You know, he was an adulterer. You know, he did all these things, but what did he do? He surrendered. He repented. And if you can repent to God, if I can repent to God, don't you know the same thing that God did for them, he want to do for us? So what's the hold up? It's, like I said, he want us to talk to him. He want to listen to little old you. He want to listen to little old me. So, you know, I just I just feel honored. And you know what? I found out even when I tell God about my same problem over and over and over again, God's not like man, but he gets to look at you. Are you going to tell me about that again? You already told me about that. How many times are you going to tell me? God ain't like that. He like, okay. You know, like I said, I believe I I just believe in being real with God. I I, I talk to God. Number one, I reference him. I love him. And when you love someone, you love them, you respect them. But also being real and being transparent, that's what he wants us to do. So as we get ready to pray, you know what your needs and your concerns are. We're going to give it to God. And even if you're doing all right. Even if you feel like, hey, ain't nothing going on in my life that I need prayer about, but hey, pray for somebody else. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to give everything to God. We're going to leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we're coming. God, give you thanksgiving right now, God. Thanksgiving, God, not just for what you've done, but most importantly for who you are. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done and everything that you are. God, we come to you right now. God, ask you, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us. We receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we come to you right now, God. There are those, there are those that are right now going through things, God. They don't know what to do, God. God, even things that are reoccurring, God. God, we ask you to help them, God. Over and over and over again, help them, God. Just like what you did yesterday and day before yesterday, God. Do it today, right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. There are people who are going through people that are suffering, God, like I said, reoccurring things, God, like there's a pattern of things that the devil try to put forth, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help them, God, that you deliver them, that you set them free right now, God. Break that cycle right now, God. 
in the name of Jesus. God, we speak it right now, God. You know what's going on, God. You know what the needs and the concerns of your people right now, God. We speak in God that you meet the needs right now, God. In the name of Jesus, spiritually, God, mentally, God, emotionally, God, even financially right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we bind every affliction, we bind every problem and confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for healing right now, God. God, even those, God, who are grieving, God, comfort them, be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speaking right now, God, even against depression right now, God. The devil try to put forth depression in the minds and hearts of God's people right now. In the name of Jesus, God, even speaking, God, even for what we're dealing with, God, helping us, God, to see that as an opportunity, God, to seek you like never before, God. Even, God, to see, God, your character, your nature in the midst of our problem right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. There are those who need healing right now, God physical healing right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you heal them, God. Heal their bodies right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there are those, God, who may be experiencing pain right now, God. We speak, God, that you lift the pain right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speak, God, that you expose the root of the pain right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. Those who may be still dealing with heartache and uh, uh, frustration, God, even pertaining to uh, uh, deliverance right now, God, the pain, the hurt, God, that they're experiencing, God, we speaking, God, right now, God, that you comfort them right now, God, that you comfort, console them right now, God, in the name of Jesus, hold their head up right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God, those that are, they have experienced, God, domestic violence this week, God, those who have lost their lives, God, we speak God, that you comfort their family right now, God. Comfort them right now, God, and help us, God, not just as individuals, God, but as the church, God, to sound the alarm on domestic violence right now, God. There are so many, God, that are suffering in silence, God. There are so many, God, they don't know what to do. They don't know who to go to, God. So, God, we speaking right now, God, that you provide an avenue, God, for them to get the help, God. Safety right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speaking right now, God, those who are abusing, God, those people right now, God. We speaking, God, give them that desire to do the right thing, God. Give them that desire right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God. Take the taste of it out of their mouth right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you protect, God. You protect your people right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking, God, even for those who have lost their life, God. Help us, God to even hold up their legacy, God. Help us, God, to not let their death be in vain right now, God, but help us, God, to fight like never before, God. Help us, God, to sound the alarm on domestic violence and toxic relationships and dysfunctional relationships right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we even bind the spirit of incest right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, those who may be dealing with a little like sex trafficking, God, we speak God, that you provide safety right now, God, that you protect them right now, that you rescue them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking against every child pedophile right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Counsel their plans right now, in the name of Jesus. Intervene right now, in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. God, we speak in God, but those who may be uh, sick, God, God, those who may be dealing with uh, some type of uh, uh, mental issues, God, we speak in God that you bring deliverance and healing right now, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, those who are even dealing with Parkinson's right now, God. God, we speak all timers, God. God, we speak God that you deliver them, God. Set them free right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. Those who may be dealing with a confused mind right now, God. ADHD, God. All those be- different behaviors right now, God. We speak God that you comfort them, God, that you heal them right now, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bring stability, God, in the mind right now, God, in the name of Jesus, those who may be looking for a job, God, those who may be looking for a vehicle, God, lead them to the place you want for them to have, God, we speaking right now, God, that you provide the way right now, God, and God, most importantly, God, help us, God, to accept you as a Lord and Savior in our lives, God. This is not our eternal home, God. God, you have a place for us, God. So help us, God, to be prepared. This is not our permanent home, but God, help us, God, to be prepared for our eternal home right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us to have the mind to be ready for your coming right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we hold up each nation right now, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to submit to your will and ways right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you expose any foolishness, God, any devilment right now, any trickery, God. Expose it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, every evil act right now, God. We speak, God, that you expose it right now, God. And we speak into the body of Christ, God. Help us, God, to be on one accord, God. Help us, God, to be unified, God. But most importantly, God, help us, God, to be obedient to your will and your ways right now, God. We speak in God that you elevate the fivefold ministries right now, God. Every spiritual gift, God, that you help it, God, to be beneficial, God, and have it to be executed, God, for the upbuilding of your kingdom and glory and honor right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. We thank you, Lord, for the marvelous work, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony from this and in this right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, and we count it done. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and everyone who tuned in. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to um, get in contact with me, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and uh, videos on my page. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotions and also upcoming events. Also, you can see my, uh, on the store section, you'll see my books that I wrote. First one, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. Then the second one was The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, and I Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.